Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vileen Shah, your facilitator for I Love Braille. This program is sponsored by East Bay Center for the Blind and supported by American Council of the Blind. I welcome you all on July the 21st, 2022. We are so blessed to hear a person who is thousands of miles away from us, and that's Adriana Prakopenko. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, Adriana. Uh, Adriana is in Macedonia, that is located in the continent of Europe. So, Adriana is going to share her experience, how she learned Braille and how she's using. She's a teacher in her country and she has been a very regular participant of ILO Braille. It's been nearly, I believe, six or eight months and she never missed a single session of ILO Braille. Thank you so much, Adriana. Um, okay, I uh, hand over this mic to you and welcome. Thank you again. The floor is yours. Hello, so please thank you. share your story. <clears throat> yes. Thanks so much for the invitation. I would be glad to share my experiences of learning and using Braille, and then I would welcome your questions after that. So, Good. Yes. Um, I started learning Braille when I was seven, uh, when I started school. I'm totally blind, so uh, all of us who don't have any sight, we were re required to learn Braille. And the teacher, before we started learning, she did us practice some pre-Braille skills. So we had a couple of items that we used at that time uh, that we filled in with different fruits or nuts or things like that that kind of represented like the the dots of each letter and at that time I guess we were not aware of how braille looks like but that's how we started and then when we did that she made us make bracelets and necklaces out of different types of seeds or other materials that we could give to our moms or someone in France or someone else. And then after that, after the first semester, we started out with the letters and we struggled with some of it because we didn't have any kind of picture books or any kind of anything much to help us with that. We had uh, like a, an alphabet book made in the 1950s in Serbia that, that was very old and very hard to read from. So we had to braille everything on the brailers first so that we could read what we have done. So at the same time, I guess we had to learn how to read and how to write because we didn't have much of what we 
were supposed to read, which seemed a bit confusing to us. And at first, I think that I found the whole thing a bit confusing, especially the first couple of letters, like A, B, C, even though they seem to be the easiest. But for me, I kind of struggle to grasp how this thing works and how it's, it's implemented into reading and all that. So I had trouble remembering and associating each letter with a word or something that it represented. So I think my teacher struggled a little bit with me on that for a few weeks. And then as we progressed, things got a bit easier in some ways. And we got to learn more and more and more. And then the more you learn, I guess, uh, the more you have to practice. And then besides the words, they started to include some text into the or songs into that alphabet book. So we could read them and then write something that we had to write as homework. So I realized that I had to practice more so that I could do more. And it felt sad that no one at home could help me because my parents didn't know Braille and my brother or anyone I know, you know, I at that time I didn't have any blind people that could help me out besides my friends at school and some of the friends that I had at that time they were sighted so they were amazed of how this whole thing works and at the same time I would take their print books and try to pretend that I just read, read from the print stuff from the with my fingers and then I somehow learned their text by heart and I could get that too and they, that made them feel amazed so I guess by the end of the grade, we learned to read and we were still slow, but, you know, uh, based on what we, how we struggled with it, you know, we were okay. And then the teacher gave us another old book that we were supposed to study from. But it didn't have any double spaces or anything. So in the first few days, I think it was really hard to read from it because we had to get used to not uh, go too much in between the lines or anything, just stay on the line to be able to read. And then I somehow forgot all about my struggles because I was more interested in reading what was there. And then I went to the school library and I, I got a few more books from there that I read. And then there was nothing much more for me to read because they didn't have much and that kind of frustrated me. And then as, as grades went on, I realized that if I, if I needed, if I wanted to succeed in studying, I have to somehow open my own way of Brailing whatever I had to braille because it was hard for me to memorize things by by audio and there was not many many books or anything that was brailled already so that's what I was doing. I would come home and my parents would dictate to me what 
they were supposed to dictate me for the next day all the, the what was there in the print books then I would do my homeworks and all that so that take me a long time in primary school and in both in high school because then I went to a regular high school and then I got my first braille pen friend when I was 18 from the UK so that was a good experience for me because at least I could get to correspond with someone else. And she wrote in, in grade two, because in this country, we only had grade one. And I had no idea what grade two was. I didn't even know how to call it. I could just see that some of the words were short. And I started to figure out some of the contractions, what they meant by rereading it and trying to make sense of it. And in a few days, I think I got most of it so that I, I was able to reply to her. And then I got, after that, when I went to the U.S. for a year, I got this uh, Braille book with grade two contractions. So I we studied from that. So I got better in grade two. After that, at least I could read better than I could write. And then when I graduated from university uh, and got a job, I guess I still have to use it with my students, they need stuff brailed. So we still use most of the same ways that we did when I was studying, especially in English. So we have to braille stuff on the Perkins, or on the slate and stylus and things like that most of the time. So some people have also sent me some books and other things from abroad, which I'm really grateful to because we can use them at school with my students, and uh, they also find it useful. And I'm just looking for, forward to whatever I get in Braille. I'm subscribed to lots of different Braille magazines, and I just feel really excited as soon as I hear the postman coming. I know that there's something for me most of the time, so it's feels really good that I have something to read or write about or I guess like I'm doing most of my notes that I have to do in Braille and other things like labeling and uh, things for my students and uh, my paperwork that's supposed to be in Braille, some of it. So I guess, I don't know, I can't imagine my life without it. Anyone has any questions for me? Okay. I'll be glad so, to Adriana, before we invite questions from okay. people, would you like to tell how you heard about a blind school? And when did you hear that there is something called Braille that helps blind people to read and write? Could you give us a little more background? Okay. So, um, uh, the blind school that I, I studied at, Mm -hmm. uh, my parents learned about it when I was born, and I guess I was about six months old. So uh -huh. they oh, okay. found out that there is a you know school for the blind here. So they called up to see if they had an early intervention programs and things like that. At the time, there was nothing like that, but one of the teachers came to help them help me. Mm -hmm. So that that was how I did that. But when uh, when it comes to Braille. That was what the teacher, like, you know, the first time she said, okay, 
these students will have to read large print and they will learn how to write it. And these students will learn Braille. And at first, I guess she had to show us what Braille is. But then as time went on, you know, you learn about, there are some poems here about Louis Braille and some of the students were reciting it during different school performances and things like that. And then I guess in different magazines and through different people, you learn more about the history and, you know, the person behind it and all that. So that's how it happened. Okay, great. So well, thank you so much for this uh, interesting and enlightening presentation, Adriana. Uh, I'm sure many people have learned a lot how things are different in other countries, particularly most participants are uh, from the United States and 32 people heard you so far and including one from India and one from South Africa. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's first go through the commands, how to mute and unmute and raise your hands and lower. Uh, Nancy, would you like to tell us the commands or Abraham can do it? What? Uh, well, I yes, there's a little, there's a little uh, file that we play now. Okay. With all that. So let me oh. do that. Oh, the, right. stream, the streamer was actually supposed to do that before. Uh, we normally have Abraham do stream, that. But, That's okay. That's fine. Well, let me let me go ahead and do that real quick. Yeah, Hang play on. it. That will save our breath. Uh oh, you are trying to find out where to play. Screen share media controls. Post attendees Zoom Google Chrome. ACP community events Thursday schedule Nancy Mozilla Thunderbird. Ah. ACP one standard Zoom room instructions window stopped. Okay. You have entered a standard Zoom room on the Zoom platform. Here are a few tips to assist you. First, you must accept that the call is being recorded before you will be allowed to unmute. To do this on a PC, tab to the Got It button and press Enter. If the button isn't on the Marcus main Summers screen, the press F6 until it appears. From the Mac, once the meeting opens and you hear the call is being recorded, hitting Enter will activate the Got It button. From the app, swipe to OK to accept the call is being recorded. If you're using a phone, no action is needed. Now, here are some important commands. In Zoom on a PC, use Alt-Y to raise or lower your hand. To mute or unmute, press Alt-A. On the Mac, raise and lower your hand with option Y. You can mute or unmute yourself by pressing Command-Shift-A. In the app, to raise your hand, look under the More button in the lower right corner. Mute is in the lower left corner. Both of these toggle the settings on and off. From a phone keypad, press star 9 to raise or lower your hand, and use star 6 to mute and unmute. ACP Community Event Meeting Controls. Meeting hey. Controls. Hope that helps. This is a new experience. Thank you, Nancy. And uh, let's see who has raised the hand. Would you like to announce the name for another person who has raised the hand? Don is the first one. Don, 
Go Hi. ahead. And, yes, welcome. Can you hear me okay? Very well. Okay. Um, so great presentation, Adriana. Um, I've got two questions for you. So um, did your parents ever think about or were was your teacher ever, did they ever tell your parents, hey, maybe you need to think, at least think about learning Braille or you need to learn Braille? And, um, or did your parents ever take it on themselves to learn it, to try and help you and maybe give you some supplement type stuff at home? And also, do you think you'll take advantage of, do you think you'll be able to take advantage of the um, Marrakesh treaty that's been, um, that's been enabled for us to, for you to be able to get accessible materials outside the U.S.? Okay, so my parents, when my mother realized that, stop I it! Guess I, uh, Get off there! Stop! Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. When she realized that I need help, they tried to learn, but for some reason, I think they found it very scary, and they they were also working at the time. Oh. So when I was at school, they were at work. Oh. And at that time, like you know, there were no like helpful materials for them. Like you know, they they have now I guess and nothing like that so they got to think that I'm better than them you know when in progressing and then after school like we would have a couple of study periods that we could get help from some of the teachers there and also like um, I only had I didn't even have a brailler to write with at home at first because the school or anyone you know we we didn't have anywhere to buy it from and they were very expensive. So it took me like three years to get a Braille a writer from Eastern Germany and through customs and all those things that were happening I at guess. that time. So, you know, that was a difficult process. As far as the Marrakesh Treaty, I don't think that our country had signed it and there are lots of different complications behind it. And even if we are signed, I think some of it depends a lot from uh, the copyright uh, uh, companies and, uh, you know, people abroad, like that you still have to have a permission from those organizations and everything. So yeah. I'd be looking forward when that happens so that we can, you know, borrow and use more materials. But by then... You know, lots of things are now becoming electronic. And here, I know only of one person who has a Braille display. We can't oh. really, you know, use that that stuff yet because it's very expensive for us. So yeah. I just hope that something can be done in that regard so that we can have more Braille. I hope so, too, for years, for your guys' sakes. And I, I ask about that because when, when I, yeah. um, when my mom found out that I was blind, um, she um took on she started trying to she learned braille to teach herself so that she could teach me how to learn it and she started doing that and started teaching me at like six months old so we you know so that's what kind of made me that's yeah. what made me think oh you know did, did her parents help her because because my mom kind of just took it on and she was just like okay we're gonna learn this and yeah so that okay, that's what made me great. Think about it. Okay, yeah. so.
two things I would like to mention here before we go to the next uh, person to ask, uh, which is Divya Bijur. Uh, but two things. One, uh, Adriana, you mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, like Braille display or other things, you find it expensive. Here, here in the United States also, blind and visually people find these products very expensive yeah yes so you're yes. not the only one yeah <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> no i'm lucky to have i'm lucky to have one where like i'm i've you know they're expensive here too so yeah i'm sure it's a lot more because of international yeah and you can also like you can't get it from here plus like uh, oh. there are ways and ways and procedures to import things and, oh. through, and get them through customs and we have oh. like lots of, you know different complications and things yeah. another thing oh, i'm sorry go ahead yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> another thing i wanted to mention is about the customs adriana mentioned about customs. i'm afraid many people in this country may not be aware how that works and the customs of course i'm not underestimating anybody but in most other countries, when things are imported from a different country, that has to go through the customs. And the customs, like it's a government agency, they have several questions. They ask you to pay the duties because it is imported. So you have to pay the duty. You have to pay the tax. The word used is duty. And uh, I can just relate my experience very briefly here that uh, when I was in college, my brother sent me a tape recorder and it got stuck in the customs. And they said, well, you have to pay so much of money to get this. I said, why? I just want to use it for education. And I'm, because I'm blind, they said, well, the tape recorder can be used by anybody, not only blind. Mm -hmm. So we do not treat this as a special product for the blind. Uh, ultimately, they I don't do... treat us anything yeah. like for the blind, even literature. That's yes. why I tell people and yes. organizations, please send mm -hmm. it to me in an envelope or something, not in a box. Everything mm -hmm. that they see as a box. I even gave them this little paper to say that, to indicate that these are blindness materials and all that. They just wouldn't listen. So they wouldn't listen. Yeah, they are, they are bureaucrats. Yeah, they only the read anything like that. They read yeah. the law books and they just go by that. So yeah. you're right. So I'm just sharing a uh, similar experience. You know, uh, those uh, I see many new faces today. So those who do not know, I'm the facilitator and I'm originally from India, although I'm an American citizen. All right. So we go to Divya Bijur. Uh, who is some 5,000 miles away from you, Adriana, and 10,000 miles away from us, Divya. <laughs> hi, everyone, and hi, Adriana. That was a lovely presentation. And I am generally, like, very interested in languages. So I was wondering if you, uh, like, if the national language is Serbian there and like, do you have Serbian Braille? Like, uh, is it different from the Braille in English or it's similar? So I, I was just interested in that. Thank you. Thanks. Actually, in Macedonian, we speak, I mean, in Macedonia, we speak Macedonian, not Serbian, but in Serbia, they speak mm -hmm. Serbian, but we can still 
understand them and I think they can understand us. Regarding the Braille, I think most of the things are kind of similar, uh, you know, most of the letters and all that. So there's not much difference, but when you when we read, we read the way we write. So it's not like in English, it's kind of more like in, in Spanish, like, you know, how do they how they pronounce the letter. So I guess if you know Spanish, it would be right yeah. for you to read, you know. But yeah, I, there are just a couple of letters that we have that you don't have or some of the sounds and, and that's it. Otherwise, like most of it is the same. And the music braille is all the same and the map braille, I think most of it is the same. Interesting. All right, that's interesting. I think, Divya, you asked this question because, uh, you know, we have Braille customized for Indian languages, and mm -hmm. Indian languages have some 48 letters in the alphabet. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine yeah. you know, <laughs> how different it could be from English. <laughs> and yeah. Those who are interested, I began learning Braille in Indian languages. When I was in the sixth grade, wow. I first learned what ABC is, and I started the first English word. And at that time, I did not have any idea that there could be something called contracted Braille. Yeah. But after <laughs> I learned that ABC, after a few months, I happened to find a book on contractions, a little booklet. And I said, okay, this is interesting. I started memorizing and memorized all contractions, 189 in two days. Wow. I'm not bragging, but I'm just <laughs> saying that it's doable. Yeah. Anybody, I, I, uh, my teaching experience said that many people are a little scared about yeah. contracted Braille. For them, I just want to share that once you determine to do some yeah. things, it's doable. It was all scary right? for me too, because I remember seeing this book from some person here that he had that I couldn't read and I didn't even know, you know, how it worked until I got that letter. And then I guess the letter motivated me to somehow figure it out because I wanted to reply to it. So it was kind of spontaneous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Divya. Next person <laughs> is Dorlin. Darlene, what question do you have for Adriana? Uh, hi, uh, thank you so much, Adriana, for a very interesting presentation. Um, really appreciate you sharing. And I kind of have two questions. They're kind of sure. related. Mm -hmm. um, I was curious about the Braille magazines you receive and where you get those from. Um, and my second question is kind of here in the U.S., I know we're very fortunate. Our National Library Service yeah. allows us to get um, a lot of the popular magazines that are out there in yeah. Braille. And I was just curious if you guys had like a National Library yeah. Service or anything like that in your country where you could get Braille through. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have a library for the blind and a, another like branch of the city library that has has a branch like where blind people can go and use the computer or just get some books on audio and all that so you know there is something but like there are just a couple of books there in braille that someone made a couple of years ago and now they're saying that they don't have the resources to continue and things like that mm. most of the magazines that i get they're either from serbia or from uh, montenegro or bosnia or you know, just the UK and the US, those ones that most of 
the ones that come from the US and from the UK are religious type magazines. The other ones, they're not sending to us for free. So I can't get NLS magazines or other magazines that you can get, but I got a couple of them that someone sent me after they, they were done with it. So yeah, I have seen some of them. So that's how it happens. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. What's the other question you had, Berlin? Oh, she kind of answered both where where ah, she was getting okay. her magazines yeah. from and yeah. their national yeah. library. Uh -huh. yeah. I just have a supplementary question. Uh, is the Braille uh, books, are the Braille books a free matter for the blind? Uh, do you have to pay the postage if you want to send books? No, but no. the thing is with books, yeah. you know, I remember way back, I was a member in a, an RNIB library in the UK. Mm -hmm. You have to have a bag and you have to have that sticker. Like they supplied me with stickers that you had to put on it mm -hmm. so that you could resend the books. Yeah, but okay. right now I'm not like, you know, I'm not. Uh, they discontinued it for people from outside the UK. But mm -hmm. the problem mm -hmm. we have again with the post office is the weight limit with the books. And I yeah. know that some of my friends that get books from Serbia, they have a problem with that and with the customs for whatever uh. reason. That's and, issue that and, and, and do the books go to the customs first before you receive them? Braille books? That's what they say. Yeah, they usually, uh, if, if they're in a box, if they're in a bag, I think just, you know, someone there opens them if, you know, it's marked. Uh -huh. But still, you know, it's just uh, sometimes yeah. like they, the rules don't always apply, I guess, in this country. Right. So you somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always the, the person yeah. who handles, you know, yeah, and how much he or she applies the rules. Rules that are true, always if someone is willing to help you, you know, personally. Yeah, you know, there you go. That that's can correct. Work out, but if not, then yeah, that's normal. And sometimes it depends how the bureaucrats interpret yeah. the rules. Yeah, you know, the two bureaucrats treat two, you know, the same rule differently. Yeah, and that happens here also, even in the United States. It it's not everywhere. okay. Yeah. All right, Darlene, thank you. Let's see if anybody else has questions. Do you see any nope, other hands? I, I do not see any other hands right now. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, ah, here we go. Estelle, wonderful. Very active. Hello. Hello. Hello, Adriana. Uh, as I mentioned once before, Adriana and I have been corresponding for, I don't even remember how many years it's been. And, oh, wow. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, getting to know her and hearing about her country. Adriana, I was interested to know, I imagine Macedonian was your first language. And yeah. I wondered how and uh, when you, how old you were when you learned English and if that was really difficult for you. Thank you. Thanks. I was about 10 when I started learning, because I, I had a friend who was 11, so at that time we would start start learning when we were 11. So I went to some of her classes and I found it interesting. So I said, okay, at those times I don't have other lessons, so I can go and, and listen. And that's how it started with me. Uh, at that time, I guess the, the learning, the books were a bit different than now. There was like less pictures and things of that sort. So we were learning more words and writing things down and singing songs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, at first I 
found it a bit hard because the writing was different from from the way it was read. But then you somehow figure out how it works and you kind of practice and you, you know, you learn the words and then you become better at it. So you just uh, get to enjoy it more and just keep on doing whatever you're supposed to be doing. So. When you went to university, uh, did you have, did you, were you able to take notes in Braille or uh, how did you manage at university with uh, not being able to see what they were teaching or was the university a blind school? No, you can't find, I don't think there is ever a blind university <clears throat> in this world, but right. that's cool. I was the first blind student. So what was happening was that some of the professors, they would talk aloud. So I, I had a slate and stylus, so that's what I was doing. And with some professors, it was really difficult. So I would either record them first and then do it, or my friends would help me out. And then you, of course, have to like read the books were not available and I couldn't get them from the UK or anywhere because it would take a year for them to, you know, get it to me. And plus the the post office in, in Northern Cyprus, it's a bit uh, difficult to get things to that part of the world because of, it's an unrecognized part and the postal, uh, you know, the materials are getting to Turkey first and through Turkey, they're going to Cyprus and sometimes it can take months. So, you know, I had to just do everything by myself. Did you have uh, people that would read the textbooks to you? Uh, yeah, but sometimes I was struggling because, you know, there was a lot and some people couldn't do it or couldn't tell me they can't do it. So, like, you know, there was nothing, uh, like, officially made, formally made from the school for them to arrange it. So I had to just, you know keep looking for people that wanted to help me. And then when they were done recording, I would sit down and, and put my notes on the braille. So, yeah, you had a lot of courage to go into a, an area where there were no other blind people and to be able yeah. to study and, and pick also, up. Them. Yeah, no blind people and, you know, the language and I guess mm -hmm. the conditions there are not, any different than in Macedonia, but I was thinking to myself, at least it's an international university, the diploma is recognized, so when I'm done, I can work anywhere, you know, so I was, I just felt lucky that I could get that scholarship and go there. Lucky so you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, Dorlin has a question, Dorlin. Yeah, I had one other question about yeah. um, mm -hmm. uh, what it is that you teach and like what age group it is. And um, you said you produce uh, Braille for some of those classes. And I was kind of wondering how much yeah. Braille you're producing a week for them. A lot. I teach English. So what usually happens is that for the day I come home and I get to look at the schedule for the next day and just do whatever I need to do. And there is a lot, a lot of exercises for them. And for me, lots of paperwork as teachers, we get lots and lots of paperwork and more and more every year. I have to produce my own stuff. So you literary, because we don't have the books, we can't braille the books. And we can't buy the books because the books are not available to buy. 
So someone helped me get a copy of each book by transcribing it from the UK. So, but there is no way that I can get more copies than, than the ones that I have. And even if I can, I'm not sure how I'm going to store them because I have a locker with uh, four different lock, you know, and like the whole shelf is full of books. And it's just very, they take a lot of space and they're huge because I think the Ministry of Education uh, approved some books that are designed for teaching courses, not teaching schools. Way back in the past, they would write these materials here at the university or uh, somewhere like that. But now they, they just think that it's better for the students to use native uh, English speakers' books. So, uh, one thing uh, Adriana mentioned here, Ministry of Education. I'm sure most people understand it, but just in case. Now, Ministry of Education is the Department of Education. because We don't use the word ministry in this country, but which is fine uh, because it's used in most other countries. So you are you're okay, Adriana. And yeah, uh, yeah so because it's probably a small country and also other things that the department, government department of education uh, takes care of providing braille materials and also controls, not only takes care, just mm -hmm. controls. So you get things, whatever the department of education yeah. wants you to read and you mm -hmm. don't get things that they don't want you to read. That's kind yeah, of- Yeah, and also like whatever they approve, you can't, yes. uh, how can I say, you can't, discuss that and you can't change it i can't implement yeah. my own you know books or uh, materials or whatever i think it's right for my students because i think that a lot right. of what's yeah. there i can adopt mm -hmm. it but some of the things i can't because there's no way you know it's full of right. pictures yeah. and things that it, there's just no point of me teaching that to them in that way but, Correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that, that's, ex that's what I right. meant to say, the Department yeah. of Education controls. Yeah. So you get things what they want. Yeah. You know? And that's I'm not talking about like, you know, our school only now. I'm just, you know, saying like, that's how it is in the whole country. So yeah. I think in, in private schools, yeah. they have it a bit better because they can choose what they, they do. But in state schools, it's not like that. Yeah. So it's a different system for many of us here to understand. But one more question I have before anybody else would ask, uh, Adriana, uh, I believe there are many people here who subscribe uh, for Braille magazines when they are done reading. I have a question, sir. Uh, sure. Okay, one second. Uh, when they are done reading, uh, they just get rid of them. So maybe they can send these magazines to people like Adriana and they would like to read. So anybody who would like to volunteer to mail the magazines, it's international mailing and it's a free matter for the blind. However, you cannot send more than 15 pounds in your box. So if anybody's interested, you may please mention uh, when we are here and I'm pretty sure Adriana, you would like to receive more magazines, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Enjoy them, so. Sure. Is, who, Abraham, you have a question? Um, this is uh, Mohammed from Atlanta, Georgia, USA. Oh, okay. Uh, Go ahead, Mohammed. Yes. 
That's right. Um, Adriana, it was very beautiful, very pleasant presentation what you did. Thank you. However, mm -hmm. um, I read the e-braille most of the time. So yeah. now is the time, it's a modern time. Lots of blind people, they read the e-braille books. I have downloaded several books. Right. But I have some problem to ask you and want your feedback. I'm very slow in braille. How could I make uh, my speed, reading speed faster. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, like, do you feel the braille when you have it? Do you feel it under your fingers right? Or you get confused over when you, you know, start reading around the lines and just the letters are jumbled up or what kind of troubles uh, are you having with it? Okay, the trouble is that when I was, I'm born blind and uh, okay. I started my education uh, school for the Blind in Pakistan. So mm -hmm. my teacher only taught me to read the Braille with one finger. Mm. Yeah. That is uh, the problem. That is the problem. Now yes. I try to do it because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going older now. I try to use two fingers with my both hands, but it still does not increase my reading speed. I think you can start by simple books, you know, maybe you can get some books for kids with just a, a single space, I mean, double space. Uh, and then... No, the problem, the problem is not the space. The problem is reading. I, as I said, I have a Braille display in my mm -hmm. computer. I have a Freedom Scientific Pac-Mate uh, Braille display. That's a 20 <laughs> Braille display. And uh, I'm trying to... Uh, read uh, the contracted braille with mm. the jaws because I have the uh, mm. speaking jaws along with the braille. So I read a lot of books, but majority yeah. of the time I started listening when I get tired reading the braille yeah. because my speed is slow. So that yeah. is my problem. I thought yeah. I might ask you, how could I increase <clears throat> my speed? Uh, how, how, how is your reading? Oh, it's fine. Like, you know, from what I know from people is that uh, for all of us, like who have started learning very early and who have somehow started learning right with good teachers, we somehow, you know, got it and improved our speed and all. And then I guess like we also had some Braille competitions at that time and things like that. that, uh, that kind of as well. yeah. But I, you know, I just think that maybe you can get a Braille teacher for a two hours maybe to see what kind of issues you're having you know how you move your fingers and uh, you know when you when you get to the reading speed where you're having trouble and how you know how you can be helped i i know that like yes. when i started learning braille we started like doing it with two hands but then we started learning uh music and then we also had to sing while we were doing it, mm -hmm. and so you had to then read we had with to one only one hand, so at yes. first it was hard for me, but now I can do it yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, so Mohammed, let's do one thing. Uh, if you could send me an email, my email address is shah s h a h at eastpaycenterfortheblind.org. I'll send you some tips for efficient braille reading. And okay. maybe you can apply and then see if it helps. But 
the bottom line is that you must read braille with two hands and you need not your your, your finger both fingers need not read braille however both fingers should help keep track if you are able I to think. keep tracks of the lines then you can read with a better speed and, and uh, you see that yes yes you see i'm sorry to interrupt you you see the thing is that yes. with my braille display i have only one line at a time <laughs> well that's a different so thing yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Well, I, know, I, I know just do yeah. it one by one you know do grade one first when you are improved you know like learn the i mean like get the contractions right and then kind of practice them i you don't know. have a problem with my braille contraction because uh, i'm uh, you know i'm quite familiar with the, all the contractions and yeah. uh, braille symbols and also i learned the math braille as well from the hadley school for the blind mm -hmm. if, like I don't give uh, up you know course. maybe you would get tired the first time but like you know just keep reading for an hour or and folks i have a very well used for the braille like i put the braille label on my microwave yeah. and on my touch uh, um display on my refrigerator so i have a quite Quite a bit and sometimes it's good to read to others you know just and some like when you read just mm. get ahead like a yeah. few words ahead of yourself you know how how i mean and then good idea you know, read something to someone that's yeah. a good idea read to others and then oh, okay. just forget about your speed and you keep reading to them you know find somebody who can no, listen I'm, to you i'm, at I'm least. not quitting it yeah yeah i'm not a quitter i'm not quitting it that yeah. is good. i'm just that's keeping good. on doing it yeah yes and I, I have something to say, but I. Oh. And Muhammad, you yeah. mentioned that you are growing old. We all are growing old, uh, but uh, I have had people I who were in their eighties. Mm -hmm. Currently, I have a student who is eighty-five yeah. and learning braille. Oh my! Yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you want to learn, I mean, you do want to learn, but you know, it's the you know, growing old is. Got it? Okay. Got it. Thank All you. right. Thank you for your response. You're welcome. Now, I I think we have Patricia Nash here who can read Braille so well. So maybe Patricia, can you come to the floor? Can you talk to us? Um, I think she left the call. <laughs> no, it looks we are not able to connect with Patty, Patricia, Nash. Hmm, that's too bad. Okay. Um, yes. I do see is Estelle unmuted. Estelle has a hand raised. Um, no, she's unmuted. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. This. This is. Stephanie, I've been I've been learning Braille ever since I've been doing Braille ever since I was a kid, and I uh, and I still like uh, I still like reading and writing Braille, and uh, uh, I, I've, uh, I've used Braille wider uh, before, and uh, and then I, I I can still I still like to read to my to my friends. I still read read books and stuff, and I mean I really like it. Good for you. Okay, so out of 30, 32 participants, only three or four people asked. So I'm wondering if uh, there is anybody else who has a question. We got about 10 more minutes. 
So we may want to use, and when we have a guest speaker. Yes, Dorothy, go ahead, Dorothy Brown. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, very well. Adriana, thank you so much for your presentation. Um, it's really helped me understand uh, what it would be like to uh, be born blind and try to learn Braille, and also through the difficulty you have persisted. Um, Valine knows, because he was one of my teachers, that I didn't start learning Braille until I was 69. And uh, I still have trouble with it, so you inspire me very much, and I thank you. And my question is, uh, if we can mail you uh, some of the magazines or whatever, then when it gets to you, do I understand that you may have to pay to receive that package over? Yeah, if it's in a box, I do. But if you send it in an envelope or a plastic bag or something of some sort, then I usually don't. So that's, you know. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's uh -huh. good to know. Yeah. Thank, thank yeah. you so good much. The customer requires us to pay, and not just that, but mm -hmm. the boxes don't arrive to our homes. We have to go pick them up in the main post office. Okay. Yes, that's true. However, right. it will be great if you could send magazines uh, and maybe you can put in a big plastic bag, you know. So uh, you can send up to 15 pounds. That might help. Yeah. <laughs> Estelle, you have a question. Thank you. Uh, I, this is a lot of this is news to me, and I didn't realize that you had to pay for the books that I have sent to you. And if that's the case, I will start sending fewer and send them in envelopes instead of in boxes because I don't want you to have to pay for it when I send it. Yeah, is that is not worth? Yeah, have you I, had to pay yeah. for the the books that I send? Yeah, I had to go to the main post office and, you know, get that sort. And on top of all, they couldn't find them at first. They needed like 30 minutes to find the stuff. So so if we send in a in an envelope, in a large envelope, yeah, will that envelope. directly you to your house? Small, yeah, yeah. You can even send like a few envelopes at a time or whatever. And, you know, if you have more books to send. So that way I would get them. Well, thank you for explaining that. Thank you very no much. Problem. And it's so good to hear you. Thank you. Yeah. Linda. Can you hear me? Oh, Linda. Even if it's international, you can still put free matter for the blind on it? You can. But some, some of your people there, I think they are not sure about how the law works. So they may tell you, no, it's not. You have to show them the law. I think there is one like uh, uh, article in the law that says that it's also free for international. But it's also good if you have these stickers that you can put to kind of put that as well. So that it indicates. I know that all the magazines from the US and everywhere, I get them for free they don't pay for it so yeah. yeah so it should be interesting for many of you to know uh, that uh, free matter for the blind 
does not work for all countries. However, uh, her country, Macedonia, yes, yeah. you can send things premarital for the blind. And it's, the mailing is still free. There is no postage, but customs is a different thing. It's yeah, a government this, department. This is a different thing. Yeah, it's correct. And customs is the one that charges money. Yeah. Or the post office asks you to pay because the customs want you to pay. Yeah. And for many of my friends here, it may be difficult to understand why so and how so. I may suggest just accept that things are different in other countries. Okay. Okay, so we are reaching the end of this session, just in case, last moment, if anybody has a question, please feel free to ask. No question is dumb. I realize now that we also have a participant from Brazil. Luis, do you have any question by chance? Um, Louise's mic is not working, but he says hi to everyone. Oh, okay. He okay. In the chat area. Okay, I got it. Thank you, Ibrahim. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, somebody raised hand. Who is that? It was Dorlin, but then she lowered it, so I'm not sure. Dorlin, did you okay. still have a question or a comment? I have one announcement to make. Starting this month, we have started archiving the recordings of I Love Braille. And these are archived, which means stored on the website of eastbasecenterfortheblind.org. Abraham has been a big help in having this done. And so even today's recording, I believe we should be able to archive. So very soon, I will also announce again that archives are available. You can go to the website of East Bay Center for the Blind and go to the section called I Love Braille class, and you can find the recordings of your previous sessions. Okay. All right. So with Dorlin that, has, Dorlin has her hand up. She might have another. Oh, Dorlin. Okay. Hi, Dorlin. I'm sorry if we saw a time. Um, no, it's I, fine. Go ahead. You know, I was just thinking all that work you do with your brailler. Um, do you do the your own servicing of your brailler? Or is there some place that you're able to send it if it needs work? Hmm, good question. Okay, so when it comes to blindness items and, you know, like buying things and making and fixing things, in this country, we don't have a single mobility teacher. We don't have a single place where to get case or anything. And for brailers, no one can fix them. So we don't have people because most of the brailers are made in, in, in Germany, in, sorry, in Slovakia now. So we don't have spare parts. We can get spare parts. We can get, we can get people to fix them. So usually what happens is that someone tries to do something about it with no spare parts or spare parts from other brailers. And, you know, if we are lucky enough, they can work for some time. But we have so many broken brailers at work. And I just feel sad because, you know, it's not sustainable. You can get 200 brailers for some, from someone, but then if you can't fix them, they're just staying there. And 
you know, this country hasn't solved that problem. So there is a good money for a technician if someone goes to Macedonia and starts yeah. repairing yeah. rail riders. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of <laughs> things that will get crazy after seeing all these brave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The good question. All right. So we are reaching the end of the session now. Appreciate. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining today. I'm pretty sure you learned quite a bit from Adriana. And Adriana, you did a wonderful presentation. Thank Appreciate it. Without Thank much preparation, but you did a great job. So Thank you. You, you seemed very prepared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you all a good week ahead and good weekend. And I'll see you all next Thursday uh, with some interesting, real fun questions. Take care. And bye now.